And of course, for all my listeners in the Georgia area, you can come out to Booch Fest at the Anchor Bar in Kennesaw, Georgia. Located at 2708 Town Center Drive, Kennesaw, Georgia, 30144. Again, that address is 2708 Town Center Drive, Kennesaw, Georgia, 30144. The show is taking place tomorrow night at a special start time of 7.30 p.m. The show will be hosted by me, and it will feature some of the funniest comics the Atlanta comedy scene has to offer. Some have been doing it for years, some who are relatively new, and some who may even be stepping on a comedy stage for the very first time. All comedy acts, no matter how long they've been performing, are welcome to be in this show. So come on down for a great night of comedy as the Booch is taking over Kennesaw. And on December 10th, Combat Pro Wrestling presents Seasons Beatings at Eastside High School. Located at 1300 Brushy Creek Drive, Taylor, South Carolina, 29687. Again, that address is 1300 Brushy Creek Road, Taylor, South Carolina, 29687. I, of course, will be the ring announcer for this event. And the show will be featuring special guest general manager, WWE Hall of Famer, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Also scheduled to appear are the Cowboy James Storm, the legendary Barbarian, the Greater Good Garrett Sinclair, Forever Young Devin Cruz, from AEW Griff Garrison, the Russian Wolf Neil Koloff, from Tosh.0 Dave Wills, it's still real to me damn it, the All-American Blue Chipper Chase Emery, Buckshot Brian Brock, NWA Tag Team Champions and NWA United States Tag Team Champions. The Heat Seekers. Born Scum Chase Lovelace. Stan the Man Lee. From AEW Dark and Friday Night Smackdown, Marcus Cross. Outlaw Randy Wayne. From AEW Dark, The Brolic, Tyson Maddox. The Gimmick Destroyer, Dave Stage. And many, many more stars. Be sure to follow them on social media via Facebook at Combat Pro Wrestling, Twitter at Real Combat Pro, and on Instagram at Combat underscore Pro underscore Wrestling. To find out more information on superstars that will be added and when the tickets will be on sale. I am so excited to be part of this show. I look forward to ring announcing and I also look forward to seeing all of you in Taylor, South Carolina, as we do a benefit show for the Eastside High School Weightlifting Department. So come on out for a great show and let's help the students of Eastside High make some motherfucking games. I've tried, 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 and I've tried even more. I've cried, 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 and I can't recall what for. I press, I push, I build, I beg, hope it's some success. The inevitable fact is that it never
What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of NXT. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, joining me here on The Boochcast, he is the NXT correspondent. He's been woken. Yes, sir. He's been broken. Yes, sir. And now he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to The Boochcast, the one, the only, the broke soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. What's up, dude? Dude, yes, it's me, the broke soulless ginger, Zach Scott. Here speaking. I'm not that broke. Vinny, I'm proud to say. Oh, here we go. All right. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we kick this off. Why this is the opening yeah. match, I have no idea. Yeah, I saw this, too. I saw this. thought about you. as like, well, this is not good. I have to assume that's because the other match is last woman standing is why this is opening the show but it's for the NXT championship Ron Breaker defends the title against Von Wagner with Mr. Stone well everybody automatically knows how much you including myself how we don't like the opening match to be a title match but if you look past it these two gentlemen fine gentlemen right here beat the shit out of each other did they not do it it was a good fucking match there was no no flips hardly any kisses just fit this and uh, suplexes Stayed off the top rope. There was no spot for bullshit. Bogwinder and Barbreaker tore the fucking roof off. I thought this was a great opening match despite the cynical fucking fact that it was a title match. Everybody already knows.
said that Brock Vander was going to lose, but he put up one hell of a fucking fight. I thought these two fine gentlemen did a wonderful job. I enjoyed the living hell out of it. Like I said, there's just fists and some kicks, but no flipping, filthy bullshit. Vinny, your thoughts? It was a fight, and that's what I like to see. These guys brawled, they fought, there was no silly shit, there was no stupid shit. Brian Breaker is definitely coming into his own as a wrestler. He gets better and better and better and better every match. And obviously, he's not going to drop the title on a regular uh, NXT program. It'll be at a big event. Like, I don't know if it'll happen at Deadline next month. But either way, this was a fin- this was a great fucking opening match. Um, it could have easily been a main event. It easily could have been ma- a main event caliber match. And that's not just because Braun Breaker was incredible. Von Wagner was just as incredible. Um, I like the fact that, you know, Mr. Stone getting involved affected Wagner uh, losing. Because, you know, it's like, hey, he gets on the apron and Wagner pushes him off. But then after a series of reversals, Breaker hits a spear for the win. I don't quite know how I feel about Braun Breaker using the spear as a finisher. Because I feel like it's overdone, but... That he did use to play football in real life, so the spear, I guess, makes sense. I, I don't know. Something about something about the fact that he's using a spear is weird to me, but whatever. It works for him. But either way, this was a great match. I didn't see any errors in this match. Yeah, neither did I. There was no botches, were there? No botches, no nothing. The pacing was good. Like, at, like I said, this was a main event caliber match that for some reason opened the show and I thought was weird, but... After that, Do you we, see any psychology in it? Huh? Any psychology? Um, little bit. Uh, I don't know. This wasn't really a, a psychology type of match. It was more like a dog fight. But yeah, I can see that. But it. But when I say that, I don't mean like. I mean every. I mean there was everything they did was believable. So I guess there was psychology in that regard. But it wasn't really like. This wasn't a match that was like about reading the people and really telling a story. It was just more like a dog fight. It felt. Exactly. And then we cut to the backstage area with an exhausted Braun Breaker who drops to his knees, stares at the NXT Championship. All of a sudden, J.D. McDonough walks into the frame. I forgot what he said, but basically he's just there to get inside uh, Braun Breaker's press says that that title's not going to be yours much longer. I'm like, okay, but J.D. McDonough, you're kind of in the back of the line right now since you lost two, three times already, so wait your turn, fucker. Love you, J.D., but wait your turn. Exactly. We've I've seen J.D. enough with the champion. It's like, enough. You've gotten enough title shots. You don't need any anymore and it's just it's for goddamn ridiculous like dude you don't need any more fucking title shots okay we love wearing a good one though we uh, love you i like jd i don't yeah i don't hate jd mcdonough but he's already been in the title pick he's gotten like all enough title shots already like dude you can you can go for the north american title you can kind of go down a couple notches all right i don't you're not you're not main event ready and on that note we cut to the uh in-ring segment with uh zoe stark uh, Zoe comes out to the ring, exclaims that her back feels so much lighter now that she doesn't have to carry Nikita Lyons. She was on the shelf for nine months, and when she came back, she earned an NXT women's title match. Everything changed when she was called into a meeting and told she was going to team with Lyons for a shot at the WWE women's tag titles. And keep in mind, those are the titles on the main roster, not NXT. Uh, Stark says she carried Lions from day one. All she asked was that Lions take a fraction of the weight. She couldn't do it. She is tired of people leeching off of her. She is tired of trying to be part of the solution. Now she's the problem. Anyone cheering for her, no one was, by the way, can go screw themselves. This right here basically explains, like, I'm tired of all the weight. And basically what says, I'm in it for this myself. I was on the shelf, shelf for nine months. I come back, then I lose. And I had to go for the tag team titles. I lost. 
not once, but twice. And she said that she fully thought that maybe that Nikita Lyons was holding her down and everything else. I did I didn't get uh here because I look good in a bikini. I didn't get here because I could dance good in the ring. She said, Screw everybody, you guys suck. Basically says she says, Fuck everybody else, I'm in this for myself. I thought this was awesome. I thought heels Zoe Stark. I'm interested to see where this goes. Yeah, I mean I, I liked it up until the screw all the fans. Yeah, she should have said that. Well, it's not that she shouldn't have said that. It's that I didn't feel the passion in her towards the fans. Like, it was like you're you're trying too hard to get the fans to hate you. Like, you don't need to go that far with it. Like, the only way that would have worked is if the crowd was reacting. Because here's the thing. The crowd wasn't really reacting that much. No, they weren't. And I think it's because no one's really interested in a Zoe Stark heel turn. Um... I'll be honest, I'm still trying to figure out why they're doing a heel turn with this, but um, I do want to see where it goes. So, I think all the way up until the fans part, she was doing great. That last part, she was trying way too hard. She was trying way too hard. Okay, I can see that. I, 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 I can see that right there. That was a, that was, that was, that didn't feel real. The rest of it felt real and relatable. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. trust me, I know from personal experience what it's like to be, to feel like you're carrying people or having people leech off of you. Believe me, I have been been down that road many times in my life so i was the same hair with me yeah same so, hair I, with me. so i was with her on that so I, can, I can relate to that sweetheart but um oh yeah baltimore yeah and um but yeah but as far as um you know the the fans part that didn't need to be in there she could have directed that more towards the people in the back you know, I mean, she was doing it directing people to bad, but he's on the fans like, you click the like button on all that stuff and blah, blah, blah. I was like, you didn't need to go there. Like, there are some people who can shit on the fans and make it sound convincing, but there are some people who can't. Like, in order for that to work, you have to have that already in you, where you, where you, where I don't feel like Zoe Stark is a person who really hates people in general. Like, you got to carry some real, you got to, like, that's how, it's got to feel that to me. And trust me, as someone who doesn't like people in general, I can tell when someone's forcing that shit. And the last part felt forced, but I was on board with everything else. Yeah, I honestly agree with you. She didn't have to insult the fans. All she had to do was say what she said, do a mic drop and walk out. That's it. Yes. And... On that note, we cut to the backstage area at Chase University. Andre Chase questions Duke Hudson about why he threw in the towel during his match last week. Hudson assures Chase that it's not what he thinks. He had to do that because he knows Chase doesn't know how to quit. Chase says, okay. Thea Hill tells Chase that Hudson is starting to grow on her. I mean, maybe, I don't know what Duke Hudson is doing. I think he has a trick up his sleeve. As I say, there's something fishy about with this. But this right here was okay. I was like, Duke Hudson maybe is actually trying to be a baby face and have Chase's uses back, but the hell says that Hudson's growing on uh growing on it. We'll see what happens. Like I always said in the business in the bit in this type of business. We'll see what happens or see where we go from here. I was like, okay, whatever. I was like, all right. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know what to think of this. Well here's the thing. If Bodie Hayward was still on the roster I would think Duke Hudson had a trick up his sleeve. But now I'm not so sure. And here's the thing. What would Duke Hudson have to gain from messing with Chase University? I don't think nothing. That's what I'm thinking. There's no reason for him to kiss up to Andre Chase. He's not He's not the NXT champion. He's not a general manager. There is nothing that Andre Chase can give Duke Hudson that he can't get on his own. So True. I don't know what the storyline is here if there is a plan for Duke Hudson to stab them in the back but again why fuck with these guys in the first place you can't it it makes no there's no logic in this storyline 
None. So okay. if there is a if well, there is a plan for Duke Hudson to turn heel, it doesn't mean a damn thing. So I don't know what it is. Maybe I don't know. Maybe they're trying to create doubt and Duke Hudson maybe really is on the level with Chase U. Who knows? I just know this is not making any sense to me. And on that note, we cut to the backstage area where Apollo Cruz walks into Breaker's locker room. Cruz says he came back to NXT for the NXT championship. When one challenge ends, another one begins. Basically, what Paul Cruz says is like he says, basically, it's gonna be you and I for that title. I'm gonna take it from you. That's what basically what he's doing, but he's doing it in a very nice way. I think that's what he's doing, and eventually it's gonna happen. Apollo Cruz against Paul Breaker, and Paul Cruz be the one to take it from him, which I'm looking forward to seeing. Yes, you're gonna do it that route. I don't know what the fuck they're thinking. Well, the way I see it, this is probably going to lead to a match at deadline because I know December 10th is the next big NXT event, so we have to, you know, worry about that. Get there, get to that point. So I feel like maybe that's the time. And then I don't know what they'll do with Braun Breaker after that. If they'll keep him in NXT a little while longer, maybe have him debut. Maybe he'll join the main roster and debut in the Royal Rumble. I don't know. But if if it happens at Deadline, which is where it needs to happen, either there or another premium live event, um, then that's probably where he'll drop the belt. Because it would make no sense for Apollo Crews to not win the NXT Championship. Obviously, he's going about it in a nice way because he's a babyface. So. so is Braun. So, so is Braun, yeah. Two faces, it's two faces going for the title. And much as popular belief, that's more sense than two heels going for the title. Am I right or am I wrong? I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't. Like, okay. the heel, two heels wrestling each other makes for awkward TV because you don't know who to hate more. But two, ba- at least with two baby faces, it splits the audience in two. Yeah, that's true. But, and, and I'm going to go for Apollo Crews because don't yeah. get me wrong, I love Braun, but okay, dude, it's time for you to drop it. I think you had it long enough. Well, yeah, I love I, the hell out of it. Well, yeah, and those matches are very rare to do. You, you stay, save them for only the most special occasions because you know, in order to make a successful match is to have a clear-cut good guy and a clear-cut bad guy. That makes oh, yeah, that's how it makes it just makes sense. Yes. And on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. If we even want to call it that. Inda Sheer <laughs> versus George Cannon and some <laughs> random guy. <laughs> uh, Benny, what do I usually do in these type of matches? I assume you timed this. Three minutes and 20 seconds. Jesus. I know what that means. What? But three minutes and 20 seconds oh, is too long. This was bullshit. This was boring. The funny part is when I think the dude with the chest hair tagged the unnamed partner and picked him up, tossed him like a rag doll. The guy tried to fight back and just looked down at him like I completely lost his fucking mind. And it just, it was just one big three minute and 20 second of a life that will never get back. Bocce, evil fucking mess. They stand there basically talking crap. Cree brothers, you're next. I was like, okay, why don't you guys go for the Motley group, group, uh, group, want to be groupies? But they did it. Anyways, this was boring. This was pointless. And I did not enjoy this. I was laughing the whole damn time. Also, so it's like, okay, come on. Boom. Many your thoughts. This was a we got a new tag team here, and like we them. want to establish them as badasses, or better yet, reignite them back into uh the graces of the NXT faithful. Because they were a dominant tag team for a while. They had Stokely Hathaway as their manager. If people remember. 
um, before mm-hmm. he joined Diamond Mine. And then uh, they get called to the main roster and they work with uh, Jinder Mahal. Uh, that no longer exists. And now they're back in NXT trying to fix what they once had. And this was just them beating up two random jobbers for the sake of beating up two random jobbers. So... I like it was more of, like a massacre. Yes. I like some of the tag team moves they brought to the table. Yep. I enjoyed them immensely. Um, and that was pretty much what this was. Hey, in case you've forgotten, here's our move sets, and here's all the dangerous shit that we do. Mm-hmm. And then one, two, that three. That pancake thing looks like that hurts. Oh, yeah. Oof. That was like a good spot. <laughs> I, I like that spot. They did the both of them. It's like, I was like, I was like, I was like, two, two hunts, like close to 300 pounds, like running at you, and there's literally a pancake. It's, you're going to feel that. Like, like, hey, babe, or not. Or people like to use chef. It's like, okay, I'm going to look that up. Ow. Oh, you poor, poor bastards. The well, I find funny, but they, the other dude didn't even have a fucking name. <laughs> and, uh, and then, of course, after the match, uh, they get on the mic and complain about not having the respect of the NXT universe. And they are going to beat respect out of the Creed brothers. Why are they going after the Creed brothers? I still don't know why they're doing this. Go after Hardy Deadly. They had the tag team titles. This makes no sense. I know I sound like a robot, but it makes no fucking sense. Vinny? Logic does not compute. This does not make any sense. It does not make no sense at all. They understand they need to go for the pretty deadly, but they don't do to lazy booking an idiot like this. We're going to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not yet. We're, at, we're not going to get in trouble for that, but I know what we are going to get in trouble for. Uh-oh, what? Somebody, somebody has an opinion they want to give on this. Oh, shit. This was ridiculous. Who the hell thought this would be a great idea to write this? This is absolutely goddamn ridiculous. Us, 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 us. Thank you, Stephen Hawking. And now we cut to the backstage area with <laughs> Ivy and Tatum Paxley, who try to convince <laughs> Bru- who try to convince Brutus and Julius Creed to focus on getting their tag titles back. The Creeds will hear none of it. They want to teach Indashir a lesson, then focus on Pretty Deadly. Okay, the Creed brothers just like uh okay. So basically I understand where the Creed brothers are coming from. I understand where um Ivy Nile on Tampa Paxley's going back. You need to focus on tag team titles and the Julia the Creed brothers like, No, those guys threaten us. Let's take them out and then we can focus on the other people. I was like, Yeah, I see both ways I do. Danny, go ahead. Well yeah, that's the key thing, is that you're not gonna be able to focus on getting the tag titles back if you had to worry about these guys in the back of your mind. Is what if they try to cost you the belts or do some kind of fuckery or whatever. So it's like, you know what? Let's get this out of the way. Let's deal with them now. And then once this is done, then we can focus on Pretty Deadly because they'll be in the rearview mirror. Yeah, that's true. Okay. And on that note, we cut uh, to the backstage area with Wendy Chu, who says some of what Cora Jade said last week cut deep. A reminder of stuff she hasn't heard since high school. Anyone who can't understand that she just likes to have fun needs to look in the mirror. Chu wants Jade to look in the mirror after their match next week because she's going to have two black eyes. I thought this right here was actually really, really good. Wendy Chu, I love her to death. I think she's one hell of a performer, one hell of a worker. I find her fascinating. I find her kind of cute. And this right here is basically saying, that cut hurt my feelings really, really bad. So next week after I beat your ass, you need to look in the mirror when I give you two black eyes. Vinny, go ahead. Yeah. Um, 
Great promo. Uh, Wendy was kind of like focusing on everything. And I like the fact that she said two black eyes, she starts smiling because, you know, she's trying to be all fun and cheerful while also saying, I'm going I'm gonna to have to kill a bitch. And obviously they're looking forward to uh, having a match next week. And, um, you know, she likes to have fun. And Yes, she does. You know, and, she likes to have wonderful fun. Yes. And, you know, anybody that doesn't think she should be having fun needs to look in the mirror. Most definitely. Look inside the mirror. I I really looked in the mirror and I see somebody who shits upon my business. I knew it. The bitch is um, here wearing pajamas and holding a sippy cup. Who is behind this shit? I'm not saying nothing. She looks in the mirror and shits upon my business. Gator. What? How many times have Vinny and I have told you it fucking works? It's part of the gimmick. She comes out and she's over. But once that ring bells, Mr. Gator Ricky Ross, she puts on a hell of a show. Ignore the uniform, ignore her outfit, ignore her gear. She can pull, she can pull a hell of a fucking match. Well, why can't she they can, just let her wear regular clothing then, Mr. Ginger? Why can't they just put her in regular boots and tights? Why is she gonna wear pajamas and fucking footy slippers? Because his fire is a gimmick. Gimmick. Well, at least she's not. At least she's not stealing somebody else's gimmick. How many times you have bitched about that before? It is works. She brings in the money. She puts butts in seats. Then you take care of this. I'm done. Well, I, well as far as money and seat, I don't know about money, but there are some people there who are happy to see her. But they spend most of their time in the NXT building, so it's hard to really tell if she puts butts in seats. But still, it's not a bad gimmick. We've had this conversation. The fact that she can work means you should let it go. I don't really want. To let it go. Well, it doesn't matter, Gator. It's not your place to say. We got a show to finish. You already interrupted me earlier. Go back to the basket. I'm not going to the basket, Gator. Go to basket. The basket. I don't need to go to the basket, Gator. Go to the basket. I'm not going Ooh. to the basket. basket, Gator. Go to the basket. I'm not fucking around. I'm going to the basket. Gator, basket now. Yeah. Fuck you. Basket. Ah, oh, he's gone. How many, so, times, how many times have I told you? No, 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 no. Gosh, you need to do something. Cast a fucking spell. Ugh. Well, I didn't go to Hogwarts, Ron Weasley. If I was there, I could have helped you, but the situation is that I can't right now, so don't put the blame on me. Padlock. You're the one who chose know. to stay home today. Anyway. Hey, you could have put up a straight down to put a, put a ball gag in his fucking mouth. I don't own ball gags, dumbass. I don't do but that. Don't I don't do that one, 50 dumbass. shades crap. Moving on. All right. And we are moving on to the next match of the evening. We got JD McDonough versus Apollo Crews. This right here was fucking awesome. I loved every fucking minute of it. These two gentlemen beat the shit out of each other. That's like the opening match. Another good match. And there was no flips. They stayed off the top rope. Yeah, JD McDonough goes to top rope every once in a while. But JD got a lot of moves in. Apollo Crews got a moves in. This was a stellar fucking match. This it was a brawl. This means this was another fucking brawl. A good match. He got tossed on top of the NASA table and uh, he kept a target in the arm. All of a sudden, hit that finishing move. One, two, three, and the winner was Apollo Crews. Rightfully so, but at least JD put up a hell of a fucking fight. I enjoyed the living piss out. Many, your thoughts. I loved it. Uh, oh, it was fantastic. <laughs> Both these guys did very, very well. It was nice to see a Spanish fly that was actually done in a way that makes fucking sense. True. Because usually when I see a Spanish fly, it's always done like yeah, off yeah, the top rope, like and it. it doesn't look believable because yeah. both guys have to like sit there and go one, two, three, flip. I'm tired of that. Cruz just runs okay. at him, and JD just hits the Spanish fly like right there. That looks like a believable spot. So I enjoyed that immensely. Uh, Cruz gets him all sends him flying with. 
with the Olympic Slam. I thought the Olympic Slam was great from Apollo Crews. Um, Madonna tried a moonsault, so there were a couple times where they went to the top rope, but everything they did made sense. Nothing looked phony or silly. That's because both these guys are very meticulous with what they do. And they're careful. They're careful, yes. Apollo Crews is definitely improved in that regard because he used to be a spot monkey when he first came in NXT. But he's now learned to control it. J.D. McDonough is learning to control it. And they're timing everything to where pick the right spots, pick the right moments, everything makes sense. This was an amazing match. And I also timed this one, too. I think this was uh, 12 minutes and 20, no, 13 minutes and some some seconds but i was like god damn this is good that's when we'll start doing start timing these matches and see if they're worth or not well yeah well some well i don't know some of them don't really need to be timed because you know they're going to be great um but after this we cut to the backstage area with uh javier burnell who says he's tired of people telling him who he was going to face he's issuing the challenges now he names a bunch of people who aren't medically cleared to wrestle okay uh whatever your name is dude dude shut the fuck up i don't like you Every chance you're in the ring, you get your ass kicked. You're just a job of there to make sub change. Go back to wherever place you came from. Go by shoo 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 fa. Don't bother me. Shoo fa. Don't bother me. I don't like you. Piss off. I didn't like this. Vinny, your thoughts. It, it was just dumb. It was it fucking was dumb. stupid. And there was no point in being there. The, there was no point to this. There was no logic to this. Um, I don't know what they're doing here. It's like, okay, after the first time, maybe it was funny, but after a while, it's just like, this is getting stupid. Like, really, the only thing I got out of this is, oh, Dragunov is recovering in Germany. All right. that's That was the only interesting thing I got out of this whole fucking segment. And Javier basically trying to true. challenge people who aren't there. Yeah, he named everybody who can't, he, who is not hurt. I was like, you know what would be funny? I think Gilbert could probably beat you, Javier, so shut the fuck up. I think that'd be Gilbert. hilarious if, he, if they brought him out there. <laughs> and he finally got a fucking win in his career. Oh. Because normally when he comes out, it's just to make it's just to make fun of Goldberg, and the opponent uses it as a way to be a funny segment. I would see a moment where Goldberg actually wrestles and he fucking wins. That's true. That'd be funny. All right, my man, do you think? And Mandy can't run. And then we cut to Mandy Rose, who is basically talking about how basically talking about all how all the haters have said things about her over the years, and how she's gonna dominate the match, and she's gonna walk out still the women's champion. Blah, blah, same Mandy blah. shit. Boring. Blah blah blah. Same shit over and over again. By the Energizer Battery, or the the, the peak point of the battery keeps going and going and going and going. I was like, okay, we get the point. You're the champion now. I still can't hate you because you're absolutely smoking hot and goddamn gorgeous. Moving on. The one in a billion superstar. We fucking get it. All right. Next, we cut to the contract signing. Uh, for the North American Championship match, uh, Booker T is officiating. Uh, Booker introduces Carmelo Hayes and Wesley. Hayes tells Lee that next week his 15 minutes of fame are over. Williams says Lee is good, but he ain't got nothing on Hayes. This will be Lee's first and last title defense. Lee says he's going to solidify the man he has become next week when he defends the title. Both men sign the contract. Lee and Williams argue. Hayes tells Lee that he's going to first 48 him in front of these witnesses, and no one will do anything about it. Booker Stanton tells everyone to say the drama for their mama because ain't no one is going through a table tonight. And Hayes and Lee continue to argue. This was actually very enjoyable. This typical contract signing. And Booker T was trying to keep the peace. He basically said, uh-uh, you two gentlemen, just wait till it's the time to fit your belt. And then beat the crap out of each other. Carmelo Hayes had a lot of stuff. Wesley had a lot of stuff. I'm interested in where this goes. I don't care for this match. I don't care who wins. But I kind of want Wesley to win because I do not want Carmelo Hayes to have that title because he already had it in the match. Any? Your thoughts? 
I liked it because uh, Wesley had a lot to say in this promo. Um, Carmelo Hayes had a lot to say, and I feel like both of these guys really did a great job. Uh, yeah, I, I it was a good promo. It really, really was. I was impressed with Wesley. Yes. I know he doesn't spot monkey shit, but he's kind of growing on me. Yeah. And I like the fact that he looked at Trick Williams and said, hey, this is between me and your meal ticket. I love that line. <laughs> I love that line. Because everybody knows Trick Williams is mooching off of Carmelo Hayes' success. And he could do so much better because he's actually really good in the ring. He is. But... Right now, Trick is basically the hype man for Carmelo Hayes. Hayes is basically saying that I am, you know, I am not the former champion. I am the soon-to-be champion, or whatever. He doesn't like being called the challenger. He's, you know, it was a good promo. You know, these guys really are taking this seriously. And next week on NXT, they're gonna have their match. Which here's the thing about me: on the one hand, I'm excited this match. At the same time, I need to know why is this not a deadline? Why are we seeing this next week? What is the plan? Nine for times out of ten, Wesley is going to retain. Probably. I mean, that's the only logical explanation he, I can think of. But he did at deadline. It'd probably be a 50 50 chance because it's that pay per view. Exactly. So that tells me Carmelo's not walking out with the title because if he did, it wouldn't make sense. Like, why put the belt back on him when you can have him move on to bigger and better things? Exactly. And that's what he needs to do. Like, like I said before last week, either he needs to go for the big goal for the NFC championship, the big one, or him and Trick Williams go for the AEW tag team champions, which I think if they're tag team champions, they'll be fucking awesome. Just saying. All right. And on that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening. We got Briggs and Jensen with Fallon Henley versus the Dyad with Schism. Do you call this a match? I don't know. Do you? Yes and no. All right. Briggs and Jensen, they got moves in. The Dyad, a.k.a. the Schism, they got moves in. It was back and forth, back and forth. It was just typical kind of boring tag team champions. We automatically know who's going to win. And somebody came to uh, – Keena James, hot for teacher, came out, caused a distraction, and then the, the Dyad hit their finishing move, which was an odd finishing move. I kind of thought that was kind of botchy. One, two, three. Excuse me. Yeah, I mean, I kind of had a feeling the Dyad was going to win because the schism is definitely on a roll since becoming Four Roots, One Tree, that shit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and then, of course, um, you know, Hot for Teacher shows up uh, to get into it with Henley. Jensen gets tied up in their brawl, and that's when the Dyad hits their finisher on Briggs, and I'm just thinking, what the hell is the point of this crap? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's moments in the match where, you know, everybody's involved, someone gets flat flattened, and then it's just it. At one point, it looked like Jensen got a concussion on that announce table. And once again, they're doing the classic, yes, I'm a girl and you can't hit me, so I'm going to stand in front of this guy. Like, I hate that fucking spot. I'm, I'm getting sick of that. Did you also notice when, um, uh, who's that guy with a dyad with the long hair? Not the bald dude. Blonde hair guy? The long hair one. The one with the longest, the dude that has the longest hair. Did you notice he also did something botchy when he hit the announce table? He hit it hard, like it looked like it hurt him. But he got back up and he sold it, like he didn't sell it, but he got back up and looked like he's tough. I was like, all right, I was like, ooh, careful, dude, if you do your move like that. He kind of did a kind of botchy thing. I don't know, that kind of caught my eye. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, not really. <sighs> well, he did a top rope and put, uh, like, he, went, he did a suicide dive and hit the, uh, put the guy to hit the announce table, but he also hit the announce table himself. You could tell it was right there in front. It was like, ooh, it was a botch. Another botch move. But that was right here, but yeah, it was okay. Yeah. And, um, so, and then after the midst of all this, we cut to the next match of the evening. Um, we have, uh, Indy Hartwell versus Tatum Paxley with Ivy Nile. You call this a match? Um, I don't know. 
like like the last match, it was just there. Pat Paxley put up a lot of good moves. She she worked on Indy, but Indy got the best of her, and then boom, one, two, three. It was just filler. It was probably about, maybe about five minutes, but it was okay. Ish. Well, yeah. And- I don't know. It was just there. <laughs> Well, that was all it needed to be. Like Indy Hartwell uh, got the win, which she needed to. I like, and I like this new attitude she has. Yeah, she's basically says like, everybody's left me. I have no one. I'm in it for myself, so I'm gonna take care of myself. Yeah, and she's like, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to win. So if I gotta break somebody's nose, I'll break it. Yep, that's exactly what she showed Roxanne Perez. Yeah, like because she rips off the protective mask and tossed it at Niall before hitting her finisher for the win. So yeah, yeah. I mean, this was mostly Hartwell dominating this match. So, so I don't know if I really call it a match, but a statement was definitely made. Yeah, a statement was made. Dan Paxley, she put up a good fight. At least she got some moves in. So he tried. All right, man, go ahead. And next thing we know, we cut to the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels, who officially announces that NXT at NXT deadline on Saturday, December 10th, we're going to see two matches, one for the men, one for the women, because equality, called the NXT Iron Survivor Challenge. Basically the number one contendership. Now, this match will basically incorporate elements of the championship scramble, the king of the mountain, and Iron Man match. And I'll explain what each one of those are in a moment, right now. For example, the championship scramble, for those who don't remember, that was when you got like multiple men in a match, and there's a clock winding down, and basically every time somebody got a pinfall they were the quote-unquote champion who needed to be pinned and whoever was the champion when the scramble ran up got to actually be the champion officially the king of the mountain was a match that was done in tna where basically if somebody got pinned if you pinned somebody that person went into a penalty box for an hour and a half no, 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 for not for a minute and a half. Sorry, and then the other person who got the pinfall had a chance to climb up the ladder, and instead of grabbing a title, you had to hook it. So it was like a ladder match in reverse order. And then of course the Iron Man match, which is score the most falls within the time frame. Now how this works, how they combine all this is they have five competitors compete in a 25 minute match. So keep in mind, there's a man and a woman's match. That's 50 minutes right there just for this show. This takes up like, if this is a two, I don't know if this is a two-hour show, a three-hour show, a four-hour show, or what. But I'll tell you this right now. The whole first hour is basically this show, this match, these two matches, combined with whatever the fuck else they do. Now, two competitors start the match, and every five minutes, a new competitor enters the match until all five men or, or women are in the ring. The odds of the match is to have the most points before the end of the time limit draw. And the points can be earned by pinfall, submission, or disqualification. So that basically means that there's no countouts in this match. That's what that tells me. So there's no countouts, but you can pin, submit, or, or get disqualified in the match. So whoever loses a fall must spend 90 seconds in a penalty box as punishment. That means if you get pinned, if you tap out, or if you get disqualified, you're in that penalty box. And you get to for 90 seconds. Once the 90 seconds is up, you re-enter the match. And whoever has the most falls by the end of the 25 minutes is the winner. And whoever wins becomes the number one contender for either the NXT Championship or the NXT Women's Championship, depending on, you know, obviously the men get a shot at the NXT title, the women get a shot at the women's title. So, Zach, your mm. thoughts? Iron Survivor Challenge. I, uh, looks like one big cop had made a mess. 
I was confused by like, okay, just do the matches and we'll just go from here. Basically, what it is is one big overreacted one contendership match for the men's title and the women's title. That's what this is. Just try to make one big party out of it. Okay, we'll see what happens here. All right. I don't know how you guys are going to do this, but with Shawn Michaels, he knows what he's doing. Hopefully. Exactly. <laughs> I mean. that's It's number one contendership for both belts, but everybody's getting an opportunity to, I mean, like, I was like, okay, everybody's going to lose. Uh, and then what's going to happen? Apollo Cruz is going to win everything. And then any Hartwell needs to win everything. So in the end, at deadline, Apollo Cruz against Barb Baker, any Hartwell against Mandy Rose. I'm calling it now. Or could this could be the beer talking. I don't know. So you're, so you're saying that if there's no title matches at the pay-per-view, that Apollo's going to win the men's match and Indy will win the women's match is what you're saying? Yes. Okay. That's assuming that there's no title match at the show, which would be weird, but whatever. No, I'm trying to say that. Uh, like, oh, wait a minute. Never mind. Oh, they're doing it at the show. Oh, I, know. I got confused. Well, no, no, no. Never, you're making... Don't pay attention. I just got confused. It's like, wait a minute here. Is this happening at deadline or is it going to happen in the process of deadline? No, no, no. The, 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 the Iron Survivor Challenge is at deadline at the show. Oh, oh, oops. I got confused. I thought, like, who's the... This will take place at the show. So that's going to happen. At the show, there's going to be the men's match and the women's match on December 10th. Now, they've said in the coming weeks leading up to the show, they're going to announce who the five participants for each match will be. Who are the five men? Who are the five women that are going to face each other in this match? So we're going to find out who the competitors will be because they didn't announce any competitors. Sean did, all Sean did was announce this match. And apparently on the dirt sheets, I saw something about this, but I didn't really look at it, that they were trying to trademark, WWE was trying to trademark the name Iron Survivor Challenge. And apparently the reason they were trademarking that is for this match. So that way, if you're if you're another wrestling company, AEW, <laughs> and you want to have a match like this, <laughs> and you want to have a match like this, you can't call it Iron Survivor Challenge. You have to give it a different name. Nope. And that's the example of a lot of things. For example, in Impact Wrestling, they have the TLC match, but they can't call it TLC. So instead, they call it Full Metal Mayhem. I remember the Full Metal Mayhem. It was a big spot fest, but no, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Well, it was tables and ladders and chairs, but they couldn't call it TLC because they would be on the trademark or for example um you know like there were certain names they could still use like i quit match was still legal to use and a few others steel cage yeah there's certain names that wwe just doesn't own something two out of three i mean i mean hell in a cell they own like if aw ever does that rather than hell in a cell what i would call it chaos in a cell yeah well well it's like yeah wwe owns the name war games that's why a and aw they call it blood and guts i like war games better yes although i like the blood and guts rules better because they do submission and surrender which wwe doesn't which i have a major problem with i don't like the fact that Mm -hmm. i don't like that it ends in pinfall or submission i don't like that I want it to be submission or surrender. That's supposed to be a war games match. You either tap out or you yell, we give up, we stop it, we surrender. I like your idea better. Yeah, because it's the right way. Why they don't fucking hire you, Vinny? I don't get it. It's because they don't like logic. Apparently not. It interferes with their plans um, to fuck the business. And so, definitely looking forward to this match. And on that note, we'll move on to the main event of the evening. A last woman standing match for the NXT Women's Championship. Mandy Rose defends the title against Alba Fire. Did you enjoy this? I did until the finish. Yeah, I mean, they delivered. These two women beat the living shit out of each other. But I like what uh, Mandy Rose tried to do to kiss the rose and she put up the, uh, 
uh, chaired her and it fucked up her knee. These two women beat the shit out of it in the last woman standing match. There was a lot of like some chairs, uh, like like the ladder didn't need to be used. It was back and forth. It was it was physical and there was no spot monkey stuff. And they stayed off the ladder. Hint, hint. And then all of a sudden, Vinny, he called it once again, my friend. Damn, you're good. Yeah. I mean, it was goddamn ridiculous. I thought it was a. Gr- I thought overall it was a great match. It was violent. Yeah. It was brutal. It was, violent. it was brutal. Of course, oh, yeah. my my biggest pet peeve was the fact that there's a ladder involved. I get that's the thing that really bothers me because I said it wasn't. And they again. didn't even really use it. Unless you're oh. in a ladder match, or you know, if the yes, match the involves ladder. the Hardy Boys, a ladder should never be used. Exactly, or the dump box different company no they even if they're in the match you don't bring out a fucking ladder yeah i was like i'm just tired of the ladders just because they're, the just they're cosplay hardy boys doesn't mean they get to use the fucking ladders that is true they are they want to be hardy boys that's what they are and but of course all of a sudden this lady isla dawn isla dawn or whatever the fuck her name is suddenly interferes does this mist thing and puts alba fire through a table and then mandy rose keeps the title uh okay i don't know what this Why? bitch is doing here mm-hmm. apparently she's from the uk and we're supposed to know who the fuck she is um we don't, I don't know who the fuck she is hi yeah we we don't know because <laughs> nxt guys don't watch the uk we don't watch the uk hey brother do you watch the nxt uk sir no sell it sell it <laughs> <laughs> Sell it. Yes, we do not care about the UK. Right no, it fucking sucks. It fucking sucks. It's not about the person stuff. Yes. So anyway, <laughs> so we put up with this shit. Well, it started out as a great main event, ended up being the shits, and. Again, Mandy Rose is still the women's champion. Ooh. They have pretty much made it clear that I'm assuming that this is going to start a feud between Alba Fire and Ela Dawn because I don't see her joining Toxic Attraction. And I don't know what the fuck's going to happen at the pay-per-view if Mandy Rose is going to take another day off. And then we see who wins this scramble, this uh, Survivor Challenge. And then maybe that will finally be the person who takes the belt and ends this bullshit. But NXT is starting to become unwatchable because of this shit. It really is. Not not unwatchable, just she's not watchable anymore. Everything else is okay. We'll do that. I understand. I'm not a fan of these long title reigns. Like I said, I they get not. fucking stale because you've run through everybody and you don't have an eclectic roster. This is fucking retarded. It's goddamn ridiculous. I'm fed up with it. Same here. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up this recap of NXT. Back as always, I thank you for taking time, Mary Busy Schedule, to join us, and I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Well, I wasn't really busy today, now was I? I mean, you were. We were busy today. We were busy today when we got done. When we got done, stay tuned, folks. That's coming out soon. That's all I have to say. Yes. I was off today, and uh, I just absolutely. And uh, until we go on our vacation, you know, I will. I'll, I'll be here for NXT every Tuesday. Yeah. You fuckers are have to deal with me. Because I'm the only person who's willing to fucking do it. Yeah. Piss off, Desmond. Piss off, Desmond. Piss off, Elvis. I love you guys. <laughs> All right. Well, make sure you guys uh, follow the Boochcast. We're on Anchor. Anchor. Spotify. Spotify. Google Podcast. 
Google Podcast. And iHeartRadio. And iHeartRadio. Thank you to the hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash the Boochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Uh, we have a uh, episode of uh, Male Soap Opera Moment coming out later this week where the Wens and I gave our recap of WWE Crown Jewel. Be on the lookout for that. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boochcast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Visit our YouTube channel. Check out all of our YouTube content and be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. If you saw the steroid trials, then you already know by now. Zach and I, the big project we've been working on is Boochcast Reviews, Dark Side of the 90s. We have 10 episodes already recorded. We got about 10 more to go before we're uh, at the finish line, unless they give out a season three. But uh, be on the lookout for some of those videos coming soon in the coming weeks. And of course, make sure you're following us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday, November the 26th for WWE Survivor Series. We're going to be getting together for the Survivor Series as WWE debuts on the main roster. War Games! The women already got their War Games roster pretty much set up. Uh, Damage Control has all five of their members. Uh, Bianca Belair is missing one member for her team. The men ain't done shit yet, but hopefully on Friday they'll have it figured out because the shit's a week away. Um, but make sure you join us live at 8 p.m. on twitch.tv slash theboochcast. Also, we have our live D&D show coming soon, our Boochcast booking battle, another special project in the works. Also, um, make sure you guys support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. Pick the one that works the best within your budget. Uh, we have our first level, which is $0.99, cents, $1 per month. We have our second level, which is $4.99, $5 per month. The same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than Peacock anyway. And we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99. per month. Same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since it was the Peacock, you got nowhere to put that $9.99. See that $9.99. Bring it over here. We got better content in the network. And unlike All Elite Wrestling, we actually care about our fans. are dedicated to giving the people what they want. You have the option of paying with your credit card or with GPay. Now, the best part is all the money that we raise goes back into the show in some capacity. We used to upgrade our equipment. We used to bring in bigger name guests, pay the bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and you believe they're going to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then if there's any money left over, when it's all said and done, we use the rest to feed Zachariah Scott his ramen noodles. And we try to get him laid, and God, I'm sick of trying. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Booch Cast. Talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby. Awesome. How dare you. Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again. <laughs>